Hello, friends. This is Taver Lee, and you are listening to Grit and Grace. We are here for soul-level conversations that will take us across the veil in mystical and magical ways. I invite you to leave what you know at the door, open your heart, and receive. If you want to find out more information, make sure you go to moontempleschool.com. And now let's get started. As you know, on Grit and Grace, one of the most favorite things about the show that I get to do is have deep, soulful level conversations with so many experts and wise men and women. And today is no less than one of my most favorite humans on this planet. She is a, a dear sister of mine. She is a witch. She is an erotic embodiment mentor. She works with sacred plants and the magic that she weaves in this world, the medicine that she brings is really more than a set of words can define. She owns a piece of my heart in this lifetime and in many lifetimes, and her name is Gigi. (laughs) Welcome (laughs) back to the show, my love. Hello. (laughs) It's it's so fun to have you back. I know we've done some very specific interviews and discussions before, but we really wanted to sink in and share with our listeners a little bit about what conversation between you and I might be like. And Mm -hmm. this is going to be an opportunity for those that are listening to see what it's like when witches and wise women come together and talk about things that are super important to us, such as nature being medicine. And I'm envisioning you sitting right here next to me in the middle of this beautiful island uh, in Hawaii and I'm surrounded by the jungle and the trees and I can see some lemons growing on one side of me and I see some papayas on the other side and I can see the lizards, you know, crawling and waking up with the earth and there's this beautiful yellow blossom that's coming out of this vine that's huge in this tree and it's just floating right in front of me. So I'm envisioning that you're sitting right here with me with the birds and the trees and thank you for being here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're not envisioning. I am right there with you. Mm. Yeah. And I want to take a moment for everyone listening to us to join us. Mm to take a breath and listen to the sounds in the background. And what would you imagine it would smell like? What's the taste in your tongue? Is there a breeze on your skin? And just take a nice breath in and join us here in the jungle. Wherever you're at, you get to join us here. Mm. One of my favorite things that I'm experiencing right now is the humidity or the dew on my skin. Mm. And the warmth. So good. Thank you Mm. for bringing me there. Mm -hmm. It feels really fresh today. Um, 
the dew is definitely there was a little bit of rain last night and the ocean is not far and so the moisture in the air feels very refreshing when the trees blow because it moves that moisture through your skin and it feels very refreshing Well, it's really wonderful to have you here with me, all of you, and my sister Gigi to talk about nature as medicine. Such a a really wonderful and important topic that is pertinent no matter what you do and where you're located and what life is like for you. And I also wanted to bring in your wisdom, Gigi, and the way that you work with plants in your practice and with clients that you work with, whether it's um, doing embodiment practices or whether it's doing the magical work that you do with sacred plants. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's, let's kind of just dive into that. And I, I, will, I will say one thing that you and I both do that we love is to burn mm-hmm. dried plants, various dried plants as allies yes. in ceremony. Yep. And the smell is, speaking of smell, I'll talk about how my smell has changed since I've been here. Um, but how, how wonderful it is that something so small as a starting place, because you can do this no matter where you live, is to work with dried plants. Let's start there. Yeah. <clears throat> I honestly think you um, helped me fall in love with smoke medicine, smoke mm-hmm. magic, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> I've worked with herbs for so long, and that practice um, really flourished when you and I connected. Um, you know, there's something about the vibration of plants that shifts, whether you use it in an essential oil or you burn it or you're ingesting it in a tea or even like inhaling it as smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, like smoking it as opposed to you doing uh, burning it on a charcoal. Mm-hmm. And so just something that I love to remind as nature as medicine is that any way that it is showing up, there are lessons and messages. And smoke to me feels so energetic and so ethereal Mm. as I either just inhale it or like I love to waft it Mm -hmm. right to um, with a wand or, or my hand, I like to, to push it to certain places around my body or around my house and, um, because it's so ethereal, it just feels so gentle on one level. And also it's so potent. It's Mm -hmm. like a paradox. I feel like working with smoke medicine is paradoxical. It's so gentle, but so potent. Right. 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 And you can also choose, right? I like that you can choose the level of smoke that you desire Mm -hmm. to experience in that moment. Um, I, I read an article recently, and this is always so fascinating to me when science starts to catch up with what humans have known for a very long time, that the properties of what it is that you're burning, um, depending on whether you're burning large amounts or small amounts, but the properties of what you're burning create 
a change in what is actually in the atmosphere at the time. And science has been able to measure that the change in that atmosphere is so significant that it creates a change of energy. And mm. and, and I, I was reading this specifically around the topic of using the word smudging. You and I don't use that word. That is mm -hmm. uh, That would be, in some ways, cultural appropriation because we're not actually smudging. We're using smoke in lots of sacred ways. But this particular herbs that are burnt will actually change the energy of a room and science can can monitor that now and to me i'm like oh here we go <laughs> this is i love it i love it let's keep let's keep diving into researching more of the natural ways because if we think about that then if someone is experiencing something health related or mental health related or any any illness or dis imbalance in the body that just even burning something without, and, and there are many layers and we're going to talk about that, but just even burning something very particular can change the energy mm -hmm. in the room, which of course will influence our body. Yeah. Yeah. It's all vibrational healing on one level. Mm -hmm. And that to me, when I'm in nature, or even if I just quiet and listen to the jungle, it's bringing in changes in my biology, in my DNA, in my essence, just by listening. So we're all energy, we're all vibration. So anything, especially intentionally, is going to shift. It's beautiful. For me, what I love is that there is nothing that is constant. We are always fluid. We are always in motion, even in stillness our body systems are in motion, the air around us is in motion. And so when we, when we can slow down and also understand we're still in motion, we get to, to experience nature in that way, mm. that it's always moving, it's always in flow. Definitely a reminder for me, you know, planning this time in this space and solitude uh, I planned on a lot of quiet time in between, you know, recording podcasts and yeah. doing work. I, I, I plan on that. And I, my first night here, I recognized it's, it's not, um, it's not quiet here. There's no humans. There's no external noise that is distracting to my nervous system. Mm -hmm. It is, but there's a lot of noise by week two. And I, I'm pretty sure I sent you a message about this at the mm -hmm. moment because I'm like, whoa, all my senses are heightened. And I felt like I could hear the wings of the butterfly landing on the tree next to me. Not the tree, but the butterfly. I went to sleep and could feel all of the organisms that are that do their stuff at night. I could I could hear it. I was yeah. like, whoa, this it it's not quiet, but it is nature has its own rhythm and it was moving constantly. So when you're talking about everything in motion, there's nothing like being still in the middle of nature to realize that nature is always in motion. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It reminds me of, um, why I fell so in love with you the very first time mm -hmm. you told me you lived a no notification life. Oh, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and <laughs> So from that very next day, I have not had any notifications on my phone or my computer. Mm. And when I'm, what I love about the work that I do is I do help people get into opening their senses. So your experience that you had is exactly what happens when we turn off a lot of the external noise. Our senses actually become more 
expanded, more open, more available. And that brings a certain level of calmness into our existence, into our nervous system. And, and I just love the conversation that we're having around more noise from nature does not mean noisy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that that notification-free uh, conversation we had. First of all, thank you for sharing that. I I tried to find. I have to go back. That was a that I record actually recorded a whole podcast. It was like a rant, and those were early days of podcasting for me. I recorded that in my closet in my home. Um, I didn't have the equipment I have now. I didn't have technology sorted out, but I was in my closet at home, and I recorded a, a podcast about it. And I talk about this a lot. Is that there is not even to talk about the addiction that we have to like the dings and the rings that make us feel important and make us feel, oh, we need to check social media because I'm needed right now. Or what happens to our, our, our psyche when we hear an alert go off in our phone, but we can't check it in that moment. It actually is, it's, it, it strains us to know there's something on our phone that we've just heard, but we can't look at it because we're doing something else. That right there is one whole piece to be unraveled. But the biggest piece for me was learning to choose when I accessed my device, not my device choosing me, like allowing, you know, technology to take over. And it was a, it, I, I would say it took me a while to live notification free. It really did. I, you know, you you feel like you're missing somebody. I was teaching a, one of my mystery school students a couple of weeks ago, this practice of a notification free life. And they said, well, what if, what if my kids need, need me? Like these are all real things. And I explained to her how to favorite people that they will break through the notification in an emergency. She's like, well, what what if this? And I explained to her how that would be possible. And it's not that we're not using our phone. It's just that our phone is not dinging, alerting, vibrating, yeah. making noise. And yeah. when we went through this process at the end of the conversation, she's like, my mind is blown that this is possible. And I'm like, it's totally possible. <laughs> totally possible. And I love that when we got on the call today, mm. like we were reminded, um, because both of us had just been around someone where their notification was on and, mm-hmm. and we feel it in our nervous system. And I think that's something that a lot of humans don't understand how much taxing our nervous system takes by the constant beratement of pay attention to me, pay attention to me, pay attention to me, pay attention to me, and how that energetically, vibrationally affects us. Mm. And so the idea of slowing down and being with nature, one beautiful way is to do to do this practice of even a tech-free hour or a tech-free mm-hmm. day or... Um, it's one way to clear the path to being more in tune with the vibration of the natural state of being, which is nature. Mm-hmm. I like that mm-hmm. you just call it the natural state of being because you don't necessarily have to relocate your life into Hawaii and live in the middle of the jungle mm-hmm. to access this uh this vibration of nature. So we talked a little bit about working with smoke, which is kind of a strange way that we started it. I mean, I, I, there's lots of ways to work with nature, but that's what came first. So right. there we go. Um, 
the another way is, and I want to talk a little bit about your work with essential oils because one way that you have massively impacted my life is you have brought different oils into my practice and into my body in a way that I had not explored yet. Um, and because we know that a lot of people listen to the show with their families around, I won't go into the depths of that, but you, you taught me specific oils that could be put on very specific parts of my body <laughs> that um, awakened different things. And you know what I'm talking about. And um, I would say still to this day, I use, I call it the blood of plants, by the way. Some people get yeah. really uncomfortable to me. Oil, essential oils are the blood of plants. There are certain plants that when they are on my breasts or on my genitalia, mm-hmm. ooh, Nelly, there is a new mm-hmm. connection to nature. And it seems like a small thing, right? A small drop from a bottle of essential oil that you purchase. Um, It's just a thing. But really what it is, is it is adding the vibration of that plant in, and it doesn't have to be on your your parts. Um, That was just, that was one of my favorite (laughs) memories of you and I. I I specifically, one of the, one of the funniest things too, was that there was, I'm going to just share this story. When you were sharing that at the time, I, I'm i kind of like, oh, really? No, that's not possible. No, really? What? And I, I took the oil into the bathroom and decided to add it into a part of my breasts. And I sat there with this this most distracted smile on my face for a very long period of time because I'm like, oh. <laughs> Needless to say, this tiny little jar of combined oils never leaves my side. I want, if I haven't told you that, that little combination that you taught me uh, is with me 24-7 everywhere I go in the world. I didn't know that. <laughs> Fire and ice, baby. Fire and ice. Fire I had nice. no idea. Oh. When you said I can only take two or three oils with me to Hawaii, I... Um, I had no idea that that one was always with you. It's actually always in my bag. Half the time it's even in my pocket because I'm like, oh, oh, in this moment, I would like a little fire and ice on my breasts. So here we go. (laughs) It's so funny. There's so much magical meaning that has come from that, though, actually over time because... We, you know, we all have different parts of our body that are super sensitive. And for me, a very sensitive part of my body to bring in the vibration of that plant to that part of my body is mm, it brings a, a level of presence to my entire mm-hmm. body, no matter where I put it. Yeah. So I, w- I would love to talk a little bit about the sacred work you do with the blood of plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, essential oils. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know there's when so I, much. There's so I much. I'm like, okay, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. When I hold up a bottle of oils, I just feel like I see the little plant people in there. Mm. You know, like when I was talking about the potency, the paradox of smoke of the herbs. You know, it's it's so subtle, but it's so powerful. I feel like you could time that times that by a thousand for essential oils. Mm-hmm. It's really like the most potent part of the healing plant in a little drop it's so accessible it's so powerful um let me see there's so much i could say what would be the like my favorite thing to say about it well why don't you tell listeners how most i would assume most of the people listening to the show have some experience in working with different types of plant 
costs in yeah. different ways. So let's go under the assumption that they have accessed an essential oil in the past. Let's let's talk about the different ways to engage your senses with the oils because you have very, very good practices and the different ways that you can smell it, taste it, um, you know, bring it on your skin. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing is just to remember that we're humans and we have senses and the way that we actually engage with each other, with being a human, with the world is through our senses. We get all of our data. And so we can, we can direct this to essential oils, but really it's working with anything. When you slow down to connect with something through your senses of your sights, touch, taste, the way it listens, the way it feels. Um, and don't forget your intuition, your sixth mm. sense or seventh or eighth or how, how many beautiful gifts you want to include in this. Um, when we slow down enough to listen, that's when we really get to be in relationship with the teacher of the plant that you're mm. working with whether it's oil or herb or, you know, however it's showing up in your world, if you plant it, if you're eating it, right? Slowing down is probably my number one thing that I learned from nature. Mm. Like the number one lesson I learned from nature and how I actually am in relationship with the sacred plants that I work with in my life is slowing down, listening, smelling, tasting, um, touching. Mm. Be breathing with, can I breathe with the plant essence, the plant being, the live plant, the herb? Can I hold it up to my heart and listen? So most of, I feel like everything I've ever learned from nature is, can I slow down and be with? Which is a fun relationship that you and I have had, Taverly. Mm-hmm. back and forth right and mm-hmm. slowness appears so many different ways mm-hmm. for so many different humans slowness mm-hmm. does not necessarily mean i must go lay on the beach and do nothing and be stagnant mm-hmm. right so it's a personal journey as you come into relationship with i mean nature to me is my divine mirror it is just a reflection of who i am so when i can slow down and be with the essential oil, there's a part of me that can relate. Can I relate? Can I see myself? So for you and your fire and ice, can I see my tingly bits? Can I see the parts of me that want to feel alive right now and so alive that it might actually feel like I'm burning? Like, whoa, I can really feel alive and be present because this plant is activating these different parts of me. I'm going to slow down and just feel that for a second. Whoa. And that's what happens to you. Mm -hmm. Or you know it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So it's taking the time to just be with, and that is, um, it's a practice. Mm -hmm. I love that. Those, that is such a beautiful sharing. Mm -hmm. This is part of why even just being in your presence and having conversations with you sinks me into my mm-hmm. body in a different way. Um, and I, I really, I really like the idea of the different ways of connecting with the plant, right? And you work with, you work with other plants as well. I would say um, outside of herbs, um, mm-hmm. 
And do you want to talk a little bit about how that has changed your own relationship with nature? Hmm. Yep, yeah, I'm I'm searching for the words. Yes, I, I, I wish you could see me. I'm like, Ooh. I know if people could see you, <laughs> I, and and I just invite people when we're in conversation that is at this type of level. Take a breath when needed. Just take a breath. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, when you start to work with plants and nature, um, you understand that there's uh, the mycelium is what connects us. It's like the fascia in a human body. Mycelium is this beautiful organism that connects all of life. And when I started working with these sacred teachers, on one level, I got to know myself so much deeper because I can understand that I am human, yes, but I am also a part of Earth. So I am a part of nature. And so working so deeply with plants and listen to them as my teachers are just reminding me that I am that. So I come to nature differently I come to other humans differently I come to this vessel of myself differently and I my senses have become kind of like you had your awakening the second week you were there like whoa there's a there was that that has happened for me in my relationship that I got to have with my body temple Like I knew my temple and have a lot of love for my temple and the depth that I've been able to connect in just continues to evolve. It's like understanding there's no destination. There's just continuing to, Mm. you know, go in the little crevices and open the little doors and follow the little pathways. It's, it's a gorgeous Mm. working with the sacred plants and the mycelium has given me permission uh, to just continue being curious Mm. and being in wonder, you know, like when you were in the jungle, I'm in wonder of sitting with you, looking at the view. It's just like, whoa. Mm -hmm. And that's what I get to do with life on one level now. Mm. Just like everything is like, whoa. And it's always, it's, it's always unfolding. Always. It's always unfolding. And I really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. Your experience in working with sacred plants. Um, Mm. I mean, I can witness a change in you in the way Mm. that you interact with yourself, in the way that you interact with humans, just as, you know, because you and I are reflectors to each other Mm -hmm. in sometimes very interesting ways. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and yet also teaches us that each human is going to experience that connection to nature in a different way. And there, there isn't the destination. There is always just, you know, new journeys and I, I think the other part that was really surprising for me here in the jungle outside of hearing the butterfly wings was my taste changed. Mm. My taste changed so much. I 
I'll not forget biting into an apple. Like as, as long as I live in this lifetime and maybe many others, I bit into an apple and I felt like there was an explosion of light in my mouth. Orgasmic and, eating. Yes. It was like, whoa. And it, I, 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 I literally took the apple into my hand and looked at it to make sure like my eyes needed to confirm that this is something I have always been eating. And now I'm like, whoa, it, it was, it was definitely a, a one in the moment. And then also in that same moment, because our bodies are super smart, anything that I might have like shoveled in before that has a lot of chemicals added to it, like salad dressings or um, hot sauce, my body didn't want it. Like it was overwhelming for my taste buds. Like my my mouth was like, oh no, I, I like this natural, really explosive feeling. And then these over here, I was like, oh, that's too much. Oh, that's too much. It goes to show you how much we overdo our, our senses, right? Yeah. Which goes back to us talking about uh, notification-free, right? Like removing yeah. some of the external noise to allow more natural vibrations into our body. Yeah. And that is for sure been happening to me. And I know for sure that is expanded with you the more you work with sacred yeah. plants. Yeah. Yeah. And if we think about like energetic bodies, vibration, um, some people call them oral Orals, auras. <laughs> That's because um, we were talking about the bits. For a exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like on one level, we always have an energetic unfolding and expansion and opening and contraction, right? Because expansion and contraction is the way, right? We inhale, we exhale. Mm. What I love about hearing about your your mouth experience, hmm. I feel like is what you and I experience on the energetic level with notifications now, hmm. right? Like there's just all these intricate layers and everyone has a different experience, which is why you and I get to have a different experience of being together, mm -hmm. right? My relationship with you is so different than your relationship with my lovers or me with my lover, mm -hmm. even though I'm the, the same mm -hmm. person. And that's the, that's another gift that I get from plants is that no one, we're all so amazingly different. And that is exactly the way that we were designed. Mm -hmm. This idea of just be you, the plant's going to be the plant. I love that trees don't fight about who's the tallest tree mm -hmm. or who has more leaves. You know, it's another thing that I love to um, reflect for my learnings is just full fucking acceptance of everything. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I have mm. a I have, I have a moment where you know what my words don't leave me very often. I have a moment where the words are not as as present um as the feelings are. I want to ask you a little bit about how you would suggest someone that's listening could bring in more of this vibrational healing of nature into their daily lives. You know, if they can't live in the jungle, if they're not facilitating sacred plant ceremonies, if they, you know, like, like an, a couple of tips for people to bring the vibration of nature into their life. Of course you can smoke it. Um, 
I may have talked on this podcast, probably not recently, that I make a lot of tinctures and salves with uh, like a a type of oil, whether it's olive oil, grapeseed oil infused with plants. And if anybody has questions about that, maybe we'll do a class on it. But you you can create your own infused oils and turn it into lotions and salves, or you can create your own tinctures to be able to consume the, the, the plant. But those are a little bit complicated for people that don't have that practice. And so how would you recommend someone bring in that vibration of nature into their life? Well, I'm all about pleasure. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) my, my invitation is to pick an element that pleases you. Right. So like I'm a water baby. I love water, drinking water, bathing, looking at pictures of water, going swimming, um, getting to the ocean. If you start to explore um, just your relationship with an element in any way, then that's going to change everything, right? So if you were to study elements for the next six months, your relationship completely would change. And I don't mean study as in you have to take a class. It's just like, can you be with Right. If you want to be with a plant, go buy a plant, go buy an herb, taste it, feel it, cook with it, um, just be with it. I even and like so that, people to sleep with it, like create a yeah. satchel and put it in your pillow, sleep with yeah. the plant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that you taught me to make my own poems and poetry about it as I yeah. get to know and sit yeah. with um, the different elements. So it, you could choose plant life. You could choose essential oils. Um, I would say make it easy and make it something that brings pleasure into your life, meaning that it causes ease and comfort or it brings you a smile or it brings you um, relaxation or tingly bits, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) something that feels um, so winnable and it could be air. Like I'm going to work with the element of air and so I'm going to look out the window. Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel air on my face as I go outside my building, right? So things like that are easy, doable, and winnable to just, it's actually just paying attention. And that's also, I love the example of air because it's easy. I mean, everyone in some place in their life has the ability to get outside. So when you're working with air, for example, being outside and finding a place to go next to something in nature and, and smell, like just even take a breath in your nose of nature outside. That is, it's if you do it intentionally, like we're talking about making conscious decisions to bring more nature as medicine into your life. And that is such a beautiful example. So is water, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's, there's natural water in many different ways. Um, what a beautiful example. So let's talk a little bit about... Um, let's talk a little bit about other ways in, in someone's home. So I was thinking, I... I know someone who is stepping into their, I call it witch awakening, not spiritual mm-hmm. awakening. I call it witch awakening. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah. Witch awakening is really into like cooking, loves to cook for their family. Mm-hmm. And so we've developed a new ritual for her that before she actually cooks any food to connect with the vegetables and the plants before they go in. And she's like, well, wow. It made me stop to think that how often do I put real food into the food that I'm creating, meaning is it, 
is it still alive? Does it still have energy? Does it still have light in it? And so, of course, that means more vegetables and fruits. And so she was telling me that she brought this pepper. You know, she was going to add a pepper because she wanted to add something alive, something filled with light into her meal planning. And she held the pepper. She had a connection with the pepper. She cut up the pepper. She smelled it. She said she had no idea what a pepper smelled like. She tasted it. She put a little bit of the um, like the pepper juice like on her third eye and cooked the meal for her parent for her family and she said that night not only in dream time but her entire family has had this change in how they interact at mealtime like their whole mealtime ritual of what they're sharing what they're discussing people aren't rushing in and out and she's like it's really hard for me to explain but I really feel like collect connecting with a a pepper actually connected me with all of nature, which connected my yes. family because yes. it went into our food. And yes. I was like, yes. oh my goodness. Yes, 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 yes. That's it. That is, that's it. That's mm. the medicine of nature is connection. Mm. You got it right there. That is it. And you, you are definitely um, all about pleasure. And I know that you are an embodiment mentor, practitioner, expert for many of us that know you. You have weaved that magical part of you into many of our lives, many humans' lives. And so I want to I let people know, Gigi, if they wanted to reach out to you and talk to you more about connecting with nature or any of your practices, um, how would they find you? Yeah, my website. Thank you. My website is blisscoach, B-L-I-S-S-C-O-H-C-H.com, blisscoach.com. And that'll just take you to places to find me on the social media networks and, and just come find me. And we'll put that in the show notes. And for those listening, I'm going to give you an example of what it's like to have a conversation with Gigi that leaves you so profoundly impacted that you revisit a, a simple question over and over again. And it's this is a question that I now often ask other people. And this is what you asked me, my love. What do I long for? You asked me, what do you long for? I was like, <gasps> I wasn't, nobody has ever asked me that question before because the word long is mm -hmm. about pleasure. It is about bliss. It is about what, it is about so many things. And yet that question is in my peripheral and, and, I'm telling you things you probably didn't know today. <laughs> it is in my peripheral often. Mm. 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 Thank you. Yeah. In the work that I do, it's so interesting. A lot of people come to me like to learn how to have hot sex, right? Mm. This erotic embodiment work. And what's really at the core for so many humans is connection. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why deeply working with the, the sacredness of the sacred plant teachers is a really safe, beautiful way to teach and learn about connection. So I love that you brought in the longing. I love that question. Mm -hmm. I love that question. And so many of us are just longing for connection, connection to self, connection to others, connection to nature. Mm -hmm. And that is... Um, such a healing and pleasurable space. You do wonderful work, my love. I'm mm. always honored to sit with you behind a microphone. And of course, I get to spend 
maybe I, I could I would love to have more, but whenever we can, <laughs> we get to spend periods of time together. Yes. Um, and you inspire me in so many ways, and I'm deeply honored to have you on the show. Thank you for joining me. And likewise, you inspire me, and uh, I always have lean into uh, stretch more yeah. when I'm in your presence. So yeah. thank you. Yes. I love you so much. I I'm love so you so much. Excited to be on this porch with you with this freaking view of the jungle and like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> thank you for bringing me with you. Yes. Thank you for coming here and allowing our listeners to experience this. And um, I think it's really wonderful for other people to hear what it's like for you and I to have these deep level conversations because this is this is what we talk about when yeah. we're together. It really it is. It totally is. Although we talk about sex a little more than we did right. on the show. <laughs> next time, <laughs> um, next time. Next time, next time. And so thank you. And for those of you listening, please feel free to find Gigi, find the magical working she does. And if you like this show, one of the best ways you can show support for this show is to share it. Sharing is caring. Your ratings and reviews always help, but when you share this with someone who you think that um, might resonate with what it is that we're talking about, that is the best you know offering that you can give us. And so we appreciate you listening, and we will be back. Bye bye. Thank you for joining us today. On any of your favorite listening apps, we would really appreciate a rating and review. And if you're looking for more information, make sure that you go to moontempleschool.com and you can find us there. 